Welcome to Tunnel Talk, a no-facts-all-feelings wrestling podcast. We're three women, new to the world of professional wrestling, and what we can't figure out from context, we're making up as we go. We have friends who are better at learning, they're not on this podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Anne. And I'm Leah. And I thought we could start the week out with a little question uh, that I think has been on everybody's minds recently. (laughs) (laughs) Why are the men of wrestling so wet? They're so wet. So wet. It's genuinely psychotic. They're so wet. They get themselves so wet on purpose. It's like sometimes you'll see someone like a little while before their match and they're not wet. And then right before their match, they're very wet. (laughs) Clearly a deliberate choice on their part. Clearly a deliberate choice. I've asked myself a lot of questions. Does being wet help you to wrestle good? Do they think that being wet looks better on camera because the reason it comes up so often in my mind as a question is I would say no I don't (laughs) I don't like I don't like when they wet as much no not at all there were so many of them this week in particular hangman was wet on every show that he was on he was wet on elevation (laughs) and he was wet on dynamite Bill Collier was wet Matt Hardy wet and we, Matt, we, Matt Hardy, the man I least want to see wet in his chinos or whatever. I don't need that. No. It was, I was trying to think about it. And is it because, like, they want to be, like... I'd like the whole podcast just to be listing wet men. <laughs> wet men, yeah. And, and shows on which the men were wet. Yeah, we know right. all the shows and on each one men were wet. Yeah, right, right. And I, I was trying to reason it through. And it, I was wondering whether it was like a Michael Nakazawa oil thing. Like if they're sleek oh. and they're wet, then they're harder to grapple. I don't, haven't found that with, with normal water wetness as much. <laughs> <laughs> you are more slippery when wet than when dry. Yeah, Certainly but not, not as wet as with as but slippery not as like oil. forever. Like you know what I mean? It's kind of kind of a grippy quality forever. sometimes. Do you mean like that they're gonna dry out over the? They rest could of dry the out time? over the course of the match. <laughs> That's the concern. Maybe it's not a concern. It's just conjecture. This is a scientific conversation. You just think that it'd be more effective to do something like oil rather than water. Yeah, and I'm I, to be clear, I'm not recommending that either. I don't. I also <laughs> don't want the men to be oiled. And I guess I, that, I mean sometimes they are. They're yeah. I, they put all sorts of stuff on their. <laughs> <laughs> there are some interesting beauty standards going on in wrestling in general. Absolutely, yeah. there are. Yeah. Well, well, I actually Googled this question when we were making up this document because I was like, I wonder if there's an answer to this of why the men are wet. And I found definitive answers from a Google of why are wrestling men so wet? <laughs> I, can't, I can't be too clear about how, how nervous I am to hear <laughs> what you're going to say. It's, okay. uh, it's, there were several articles and several Reddit threads. This is a question that others have wondered often, it seems like. Um, and so people have, have written some stuff to enlighten them. Um, so there's several reasons that came up in these different sites. One was aesthetic. Um, so they were like, they look tougher and, um, better when they're wet. (laughs) Although this was illustrated by long haired wrestlers with wet hair. And then that same wrestler with dry floofy hair (laughs) and the floofy hair does look worse. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if these articles were aware that like, there's an, you can have dry hair. That's not floofy. You can style your hair. (laughs) And I agree that it's not something that all the men of wrestling are in touch with, but right. Sure. Yeah. Many of them could use a a course in a grooming consultant. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, listen, Matt 
Matt Jackson could do a straight hair tutorial. Jungle Boy could do a curly mm. hair tutorial. We could just really get some, like... Jungle Boy's really upped his game lately. Yeah. I feel like he posted he a picture to Instagram has. very lately that was like, oh my, like, babies learn. Yeah. Someone, gave him a, someone gave him a tip or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're on TV but he, every week. He then. has, like, a really nice, not to get into it, he has a really nice natural curl that looks, like, pretty good when it's a little wild. So mm-hmm. he's get, he's been getting away with stuff for a long time. Oh, sure. Of oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. So there's two other reasons why Ooh. um why the men are wet. So there's the aesthetic reason. Reason number 2 is that allegedly and this is obviously only true for long-haired wrestlers, but allegedly long wet hair is better for selling because if you get hit and then you like move your head real dramatically and your hair oh. your wet hair flies around and it makes it look more dramatic than dry hair cuz it's heavier. Okay. Huh. And apparently also it's good for um, calling spots and stuff, saying like talking to one another because they can hide their faces behind their wet hair. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. Well, make it yeah. make sense for, for my sweet son, I know. Orange Cassidy, who Orange has Cassidy almost loves no hair and loves to be wet more than any other boy in the world. He's not and selling anything or hiding anything with, yeah, with he his just wet hair. He just likes wet Yeah. yeah. Well, and the he... third reason is to cool off, apparently, because the lights are very hot on TV, and so getting <laughs> wet makes you cooler for the but lights. But aren't they going to sweat any? Are they worried they won't sweat enough? Well, also, apparently, it hides the sweat. So, like, if you start wet, then when you start sweating, like, it doesn't look like you're all gross and sweaty. It just looks like you're still wet. <laughs> I Okay, well, I don't object to the men being gross and sweaty, I guess. So, the women are not getting as wet, though. So, they're, no. they just found out yeah. about hair product, and they're like, I can make my hair swish without being and wet. <laughs> I guess they're also not worried about hiding the way they call matches and all of the other reasons. They figured it I out. Heard. And I the know, men, the women... The men have crushed. women are wrestling at a higher level than men is what you're saying yeah i just i hate it so much because when they stay wet it makes me uncomfortable but then half of them like our like our dear (laughs) apparently there was one wrestler who would always his hair would dry over the course of a match and then it would be like extremely floofy straight out of his head hangman's does kind of hilarious hangman gets his little it's a risk apparently of wetting your hair and yeah. orange cassidy it's... orange cassidy also usually halfway through the match gets a little cowlick when he when he's too no, wet no. his hair dries when real stupid yeah. <laughs> little dummy christian's cage's hair also went real stupid in the middle of his match it's like oh the cool guy haircut where it's short on the sides and long on top like really risk you a straight up cowlick once you get beat up a lot you gotta yeah. be careful with that yeah you okay do. You well watch it Tony Khan, hire us. We are beauty consultants. So. <laughs> yeah, we're willing to look at it. <laughs> well, I guess we can get into some of the wrestling that people actually did, regardless of how wet they were or not this week. Uh, this week on, was it Dark Elevation that we had our, our little Britt Baker squash match? Speaking of wet. Producer Marjorie, if you could pipe in a little drum line there, that would be fantastic. <laughs> if you could also rate this episode explicit. <laughs> Britt Baker was 
amazing in that little squash match. Like, so hot. unreal. Yeah, great. I usually don't get the point of squash matches, to be no. honest with you. That's but that something one... that I did a little Googling about. Oh, With, with these two little hands of mine, typed it right <laughs> into the old Google machine. I said, why squash match? And the answer that I received was usually... We really are gentle giants finding out <laughs> about the cruel world. <laughs> why wrestling men wet? <laughs> You know, I think it's good. We have naturally inquisitive minds, which in That's a right. child is considered absolutely a positive. And in an adult, too, probably. An adult woman, sure. Uh, what I found was that it's usually to make the heel a heel look big and tough, um, which makes sense. And actually was, I, I mean, it made perfect sense. It's not like it was like, oh, wow, that's opened my eyes. But... It did kind of illuminate for me. There was that one uh, squash match that was uh, Kenny Omega versus Sonny Kiss before Kenny turned heel. Yeah. That at the time, I was like, I don't fully get this. I know that, like, Kenny is behaving, like, he's doing kind of a bad behavior thing, but I don't, like, completely get it. So now I'm like, oh, that actually was, like, a good signaling of yeah. the heel turn. Mm, like, I'm yeah. like, oh, right. Well, a lot of times I feel like, for me, squash matches come out of nowhere where, like, they have their very long entrances. Everyone takes 10 minutes to get to the ring. And then the squash, the the match starts and then it ends 30 <laughs> seconds later. And I feel like I'm like, what are we doing here? But uh, this one, this one was great because Britt got to the ring, grabbed a, a, a mic and was like, this is going to be a squash match. I'm going to murder yes. you. And then she did. Yeah. <laughs> she was being so funny. I mean, when she's just like yeah. pacing around and she's being like, I'm the big star. She's the enhancement talent. It, yeah. was, it was a really good promo. Yeah. Yeah. Rit did great promos this whole week. Her one on Dynamite was so funny, I thought, where she was like, rankings those don't matter wins losses it should be based on star power team shirt sales ratings and the demographic it was just like the t-shirt sales especially i was just like cracking up like, uh i do love that especially because it's like it does seem like twitter is still going through it about like the fact that her that the lights out match was unsanctioned so the win so thunder rosa's win doesn't count they're just getting in a lot of arguments about it which are pretty funny because <laughs> I like don't really understand the degree like I knew that marks was a thing like I know that wrestlers are talking a lot about like oh that's a mark like but I don't <laughs> understand I don't understand the way that people are responding to wrestling a lot of the time yeah I don't get the sanctioned unsanctioned stuff really at at all because it's it's all on my television during a television show that's always like two hours so like <laughs> I just see it on my tv and then it leaves my brain completely <laughs> oh I love uh, to pretend this is sports yeah but I I thought I thought Britt did a really great job uh I thought who who was it Alex Gracia is that how you say it I sure. think maybe she, she, her gear at the, the very first time I saw her, I was like, do I like that? But every time I see I her, I like it more. <laughs> I think she's so cute. And I think she's a hunk. And I think Brit's a hunk. I mean, your, <laughs> your joke at the beginning of the segment was <laughs> really good. <laughs> That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> Still not over it. SFW. <laughs> uh yeah so that was good uh we also had a lot of uh action from the dark order this week uh kind of like all over the map so what's they really are in every single aw property now 
I know they are, and there it's like because there are so many of them, there is a real like kind of swarm vibe. They're just swarming <laughs> the properties. It's true when they come out, it really is like wow. There's a lot of people on this stage. Like, and poor John crap. Silver with his uh, hurt shoulder doing his tiny claw was making me laugh so hard. Well, he can't lift. He can't. He actually he can't, can't lift that hand up so much because of the baby, and that's what oh, you don't. That's know. right. We learned this it's week that safe. he's pregnant. Yeah, we learned he's pregnant. Yeah, and Ten's the father, so that's. I love that they all seemed really happy about it too. Yeah, I for them. I think we saw a forbidden picture of what's under Ten's mask a couple weeks ago, and we're all shocked that he's a little bit of a hunk. He's oh, I did see that picture. Yeah. yeah. He was hot. <laughs> Why I, is he hiding his light under a bushel? That's I, what we want to know. I honestly. I have to mask with that. kind of admit that uh, because so much, like the Dark Order was getting up to so much this week, I was re-watching some segments so I could discuss them intelligently on this program. <laughs> and I learned something that I guess I'd been hiding from myself, which is that, as you know, I love to say wrestling is a game of identifying men. I love the Dark Order, so I thought I knew the men, but I don't know any of them. And I like couldn't even by comparing photos of them, like tell them apart or like connect. I was like, who did that on BTE? I'm just googling pictures of like Alex you can tell Reynolds. A lot I'm of like, them, I don't know. I can't tell a lot of them. Really, Alex Reynolds? I'm sorry tell? to say, I cannot. Well, wow. Alex you Reynolds. You know Colt, though, right? I of course I know Colt. And you know <laughs> John. Yeah, John Silver, right? So that's I, two. Yeah. Wow, I think this is like, Alex. <laughs> I the think... mom is talking her toddler through. You actually know a lot of numbers. You know a lot. Of... I think Come the on. issue. Many it's... of the men. I think well, the issue. It's, is... uh, it's 10 and 5. That I was just going to say, you just yeah. don't know the difference between 10 and 5, which none of us do, really. No, except well, 5, they bully, and 10 is handsome. Is Alex Reynolds the one who announced that John Silver is pregnant? Yes, I think He's so. John Silver's tag partner. So. Yes. I think I he do was... know some men. But I think he said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was five with the shrimp with whose uh, shrimp dick got crushed. But what is the name of five? Alan it's Angels. Alan Angels. Yeah. Okay, he doesn't have a Wikipedia yeah, it's, page. Yeah, it's the multiple name thing that's also which awkward. is hard because it's like I shouldn't have to wrestling. learn two. Well, yeah, but like I shouldn't have to learn two wrestle names for them as well as like whatever shoot name. I, to be fair, a, limit. Yeah, to be fair, though, I don't think the Dark Order expects you to know Alan Angels. <laughs> They I only have to call know that five. name. I can't call him Five. I have to call him by his. You gotta name. call him Five. He's Five. His God-given name. <laughs> his God. His name that he gave himself. Uh, you know, the funny thing is, like with the shrimp dick thing, is that like the Dark Order also makes lots of little like penis jokes. Uh, but it's such a jokes. different vibe than the Good Brothers vibe. Yeah. It's yeah. like. Such a little joyful, like, fun thing. Whereas the Good Brothers, I'm always just like, oh, are you doing this again? Like, it's yeah. so boring and stupid. Honestly, I, I've loved that Carl Anderson has started doing, like, uh, trigger warnings. Because I'm just like, <laughs> oh, fantastic. I am going to skip this. I certainly did skip it. It annoys me because I'm like, if you know it's bad, stop yeah, right, doing it. Right, but, right. Yeah. yeah. But at least you can skip forward. Yeah, I will say that um, Sh- Shrimp Dick has not been, like, my top bit of all time. No. But no, I like that, sure. you know, I like that they're enjoying themselves. I like that they're happy. <laughs> uh, I like that uh, Ty Conti was there on their segment. Yeah. I have really gotten into her now. I yeah. mean, yeah. She, I hope they, she stays when really Anna Jay comes her. back. Because, yeah. like, we can have I hope two it's not women. like a we need. Right, like, women. let's have two whole women in this group. Like, it's not just you lost one woman, so put a different woman in here. No, and I want, want like 
her and Sheeta and Anna Jay to like just just be little friends, little friends. Yeah, yeah. love it. It is yeah. so nice. I feel like such a like dance mom every time <laughs> Sheeta comes out for like one of those Ty Conti matches and is like just helping out and it's like really is like Sheeta has a friend. <laughs> she loves it. And she looks Not so what happy dance moms about are concerned it. With, really. <laughs> like, I'm like the opposite. No. I'm a bad dance mom. The other dance moms are like, my kid's not here to make friends. And I'm like, my Sheeta is. <laughs> I'm really worried that she didn't have friends for a while, but now she does. <laughs> she does. That's important. Yeah. Uh, but the, that, uh, the tie in the bunny match was good. Uh, the bunny is insane. I mean, I think it's pretty good, you know, work. Yeah. Character yeah. work. Yeah. She's definitely Love doing screen. something different than anybody, any of the other women are doing, which is great. But it's She's also bringing an intensity, very <laughs> alarming to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Her, she has one of the most carrying voices in all of AEW. Yeah. I mean, yeah. because a lot you of could times, really hear her you screaming. You could really at the hear desk. her. Like you could make out all the words, and like that is not true when people are not mics. <laughs> I know. And usually, when they're doing like when they and just anyone is doing their matches, you can't hear most of the promo stuff they're yeah. doing, yeah. even like to each other in the ring. You can hear everything she's up to. Yeah, it's impressive. And I do like, like, she's not overly, like, the screaming and deranged stuff is, like, not overly concerned with being sexy, which I always really like when, Mm -hmm. like, one of the women wrestlers is doing it. It's, like, why I like Abaddon, because she's just, like, being disgusting, and it's it's fantastic. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, even though, obviously, like, the bunny is also very attractive she is sexy i have to well not she's not my type but objectively i can (laughs) say yes that is a sexy woman (laughs) yeah um yeah i i agree i like it when they're not concerned about it obviously that was like the thing that was so great about the lights out match was that they were just bleeding and wrecking each other and didn't seem that worried about their angles which is great but i think actually overall at AEW I would say that about most of the women I'm like yeah. I really yeah. like I think you're going for it and you know yeah they want to be tough more than they, they want to be, be sexy which yeah. I like yeah uh yeah and then we also had a little uh sit down with John Silver on Elevation so I guess that's going to be a new segment which yeah, I'm, they called it Showcase, yeah, and it showcase. was like, which like I, I did like, and it was sort of like, yeah, oh, I didn't even put that together until just now, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with my finger. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like not pure, it didn't feel purely kayfabe, that interview. It was like yeah. a little interesting, <clears throat> which I like. Yeah. I don't know that John Silver necessarily was somebody that I needed to hear more from, considering that I hear <laughs> from true. him on every yeah. single one. <laughs> I know. It's a lot of face time. a lot of air true. time, yeah. I love him, but but I think that in general, I, I like the theory of this, because I like there are there are wrestlers that don't get a lot of time that I'd be thrilled to see sit down. Yeah. And I was happy to hear more about his injury because I was pretty concerned when he got like thrown over the barricade and it was yeah. like, I don't think that was supposed to happen. The camera <laughs> angle is like real weird right now. <laughs> yeah. It is sometimes just in the middle of watching wrestling, I will like remember that it's happening for real and get really freaked out all of a sudden where I'm like, <laughs> someone is about to die on TV in front of me, maybe. Yeah, I know. Seriously. But they haven't yet, so that's good. <laughs> no, I appreciate that about them. <laughs> so... Yeah, and Paul White is very earnest, but um, this week I was much more like, 
oh, like Paul White. And I was like, oh, no, the Stockholm. It came for me, too. You know, it can get you into anyone. And I mm-hmm. love my golf dad, Paul White, actually. <laughs> I, <laughs> and I love it. He and Tony He feels Shimani very are... vulnerable. Like, yeah. just I out s- there being earnest. It's like, I want to protect him. <laughs> I still think his commentary is terrible, but I am doing a thing where when I see his face, I am like, that's such an improbably large man, and I love to look. I like when they show him and Tony at the um, commentary table, because he's always, like, grinning at the camera really big when they do I those know. moments. And yeah. he like, oh, you're so, yeah, you're so happy to be there. That's nice. I was uh, cracking up. So on uh, either Dark or Elevation, don't remember which, uh, Max Caster wrestled Colt Cabana. Was that Elevation? It was Elevation. So, yeah. That was Elevation. Right. Uh yeah. So or as Hangman called it, AEW's Dark <laughs> Elevator, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> they make the jokes. Um, funny boys. I thought that was a really fun match in the first place because of some of the context that we can get into. But um, at one point, like Tony Schiavone had made this comment, or no, it was that, so Max Caster did his little diss rap, uh, which unfortunately he's Stockholming me into loving his diss rap. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was like a really good one because he really got into like your podcast sucks and your, your comedy podcast. sucks, which unfortunately Colt is fairly mockable, I think, even though I love him. He absolutely is. Uh, he's a pretty goofy boy. Um, and yeah, so he, he did say, he said, your podcast sucks. And then he ended with that very funny delivery of your podcast sucks called, I tried to listen. I tried. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> which yeah. I was like, this is actually kind of like, it's like kind of like you want to be friends with him. You're like, sorry, man. Uh, but then <laughs> later in the match, Tony Schiavone was just like, and Cole actually had the first wrestling podcast. And that's why Max Caster brought up his podcast. <laughs> Tony, I love wow. fun facts with Tony Schiavone, who's just like, and actually. <laughs> I didn't know that Cold's podcast was the first wrestling podcast. That is a know. good little fun fact. I is think I've true? heard that before, well, too. I, I haven't fact-checked it. But. Yeah, I've heard well, that before, I mean, too, though. We'll take Tony Schiavone. He does have a lot of episodes, so that adds up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. But I thought that was a really fun match. Uh, and that was Colt had done that thing. I love AEW is for moms and dads. Uh, Colt had done that thing where he did a little like promo with his mom where his mom was writing a diss tra- track about Max Caster for him and that did g- endear me to Colt more than actually anything else he looked so like he, he loved his mom his so mom. much he thought she was so funny and like yeah he was having a good time which is very cute it's like everyone really should get just their parents out there to like do some yeah. stuff it really makes you like them more <laughs> yeah. It, yeah it definitely yeah. does yeah uh max caster this week also released a hangman diss track that unfortunately has been stuck in my head all day (laughs) just on a loop (laughs) i had judas stuck in my head all day today and i went and listened to the diss track again to try it once you said it was stuck in your head to see if it could like get judas out and it did so that was effective it's in there. Although now that I've said it's stuck in there, I'm like, I don't remember it anymore. But trust me, I'm <laughs> saying it to myself. Oh, it was man. like real mean. It was, I felt like it was quite a brutal little diss track of like, nobody likes you. All your friends hate you. Like just yeah. really pushing on some sore spots. For sure. For but then man. it was kind of flirty too. Cause it was like, it was call, call the acclaimed. If you ever get lonely. I was like, I mean, honestly, like 
friends. He wants to be friends. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe more. Yeah. Max Caster, I think, wants to be friends with Hangman and wants to be friends with Colt. Like, both diss tracks really, like, Nina, I tried to listen to your podcast. I know. Max Caster wants to join the Dark Order, maybe. I don't know if they're still recruiting these days. Maybe he'd be happier in the Dark Order. I I feel like he's trying to, he's, he's really trying to be mean but i could see like a little narrative where they teach him to be nice and to make like nice yeah. poem tracks like <laughs> just like just like compliment tracks yeah. really yeah. before a match just like you're such a good wrestler and you have a great oh, body man, that's a good track let's take that one into the studio <laughs> <laughs> All right. As a side uh, note, at one point, Tony Schiavone was like, and Max Caster's 31. Hangman's only 29. And I was like, excuse that's me? crazy. That does that's not track in any bonkers. way. It's crazy that Hangman's only 29. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And it's crazy. Every time I see him, I just think about him being a high school teacher before he went got could make a living at pro wrestling it's just like it's just not right like all those little high schoolers having to sit there and look at this beautiful man and like not <laughs> lose their minds it's not it's healthy not right. I know. <laughs> I, and it's like it is that thing where everyone had that one teacher at their school in our case it was one of our substitute yeah. teachers where it's like even as a high schooler you were like i don't think that like my classmates like it's not good for them to have this year like, right yeah our actually, like cool hot teacher was not nearly as cool or hot as no Hangman either so not, no like, there was an episode boy. of bte where, uh long like a while ago where hangman talked about being a teacher and he was like oh and if, if you were in my class and you want to come to a show contact me and i'll get you a ticket and then oh, he looked no. in the camera oh, and no. was like except mm. to tante you can fuck <laughs> off <laughs> Okay, that's very funny. But also the cool hot teacher at my school had a band and kids would go, like, the kids with crushes on him would go no. to his band shows and it was real, it was real, it was on some lines. It was not appropriate. Not okay. I'm sure, no. Yeah. I feel like that behavior is probably worse now that we have social media, so. Yeah. Or maybe not. I don't know. Well, I don't know. It, was, it was bad then and it's bad now. Let's of course it was that. bad and it's bad. You know, we don't have to get into it any deeper. You're right. We have to move on. Allie's <laughs> like, I think it's fine, but let's move on. No, I don't think it's fine. I said it wasn't fine. I said it wasn't fine. You know, I, I just want to say for the official stance of the podcast is not Allie's stance that it's fine. Stop <laughs> kind of funny joke that could ruin a person's life. <laughs> I don't think that anyone should go to their teacher shows in high school. I don't think you should ever interact with your teachers in high school except in class. Except in class. Okay? Great. I'm, I'm so glad we've released an official statement. <laughs> now we can move on. The people were wondering. Anyway, setting that aside, I'll just say one last thing, which is that I did like, uh, also like Max Caster's really sexually inappropriate little rap at the beginning of his match with hangman and i like that he almost said blow me on tnt <laughs> i like the outrage in anthony bowen's face <laughs> know, was like, you, you can't, can't say, say that, that. On TNT. <laughs> <laughs> they say a lot of things on tnt that i feel like they really shouldn't be uh, saying so it's they're interesting not the always are. doing the, the bleeping that i feel like they're supposed yeah. to be yeah i think that's right okay well we also <sighs> had a scandal frankly deranged promo yeah on, speaking of inappropriate <laughs> things speaking of inappropriate, <laughs> speaking of chris jericho gave a promo this week <laughs> yeah, no go ahead and explain and then i'll jump in 
Oh, yeah, he just gave a promo where he called MDF my jerk-off friend approximately 300 times. After the third time, I was like, okay, like one time, I guess maybe you could kind of get away with it. Like, that's a cheeky little fun on TNT. After time three, when I was like, oh, we're really doing this, I was like, I don't know if you can say this. And I don't think it means what you think it means. Yeah, there was also a part in that... You can say he's such a jerk-off, and that's one thing, but my jerk-off friend has (laughs) different implications. And there was also a part where he was like, I get it. He's 25. He's young. He's charismatic. He has a great personality. He's great at wrestling. But my jerk-off friend, and I was like, okay, you're in love with your jerk-off friend, and I don't love it. There's a lot going on here. Chris, please. I know. I feel like after... the third or fourth time, that's when my friend Jeff, who's, like, not a pervert like us, I assume, and I don't know what he gets up to in his spare time, but he texted <laughs> me to be like, he keeps saying jerk-off friend, and I don't think it's coming across like he's wanting it to. I was like, I know. <laughs> Pretty. Uh, uh-huh. Also, yeah. the- go ahead, finish your thought. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I spent the entire promo being like what is this making me think of and then I really amused myself today by being like oh my brilliant friend by Elena Ferrante and now I just am living in a world where I'm like and Chris Jericho is gonna write a beautiful literary novel about his friendship I bet, and the I bet ups Chris and downs Jericho. that he's had with MJF I bet Chris Jericho's a big Elena Ferrante fan I, and so I'm he was sure just, yeah from all I know about homage. him yeah. mm-hmm. seems like the type <laughs> Well, also, as we uh, discussed last week, they have officially become faces. They came out. That was crazy. Yeah, they came out of the face tunnel, and then he officially apologized. I didn't notice the tunnel, and I, like, went back and watched because you said they did, and I was like, did they? But they were actually zoomed in so close that, like, you had to pay really close attention to see what tunnel. And I guess you saw that, not to bring him up, but I guess you saw that Mike Tyson came out the face tunnel. Yeah, but before. Which I'm like, right. Right. But before that. Do these tunnels have no meaning? take these tunnels seriously (laughs) just anyone can come out of any tunnel i guess (laughs) but it is very weird because like oh sorry go ahead leah no just that in his in his in the beginning of his promos he was like i know that we've been badly behaved for six months but it was all mgf (laughs) mjf's fault and we're nice now and i was like i think that you were heels long before mjf so we haven't watched that long but like Heel, like if you're a face, you have to get people to like you. And is that something that Chris Jericho is like capable? Well, he has of? made us all horny for him for the past few weeks, so I don't well, know. Maybe I don't think I've signed on to that. Yet. <laughs> you actually have, Anne. So I've heard you say um, things. Probably what, I can't remember. Probably, but I'm sure. yeah, right. Check the tape, right? <laughs> I won't. I'm sure you said them. <laughs> I laughed politely while you talked about your teal shirt Chris Jericho moments. And I'm not shamed. I'm fearlessly horny. That's not me. Hey, guys, know, again, that's end. not me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fearlessly horny, and I don't care who hears it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, come for the crown. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't buy it. Um, and I think it's like, no. not to sound like I'm like, well, they're going to have to do some community service before I believe that. But I am kind of like, yeah, okay, well, pet a puppy or two at least like show me you being nice for five seconds well it's like would you trust them to do anything like no no of course not like because they're not i wouldn't even trust them to like show up and do like a crime that i hired them to do you know for sure i don't trust them to be like well-behaved bad guys even right like yeah it's a real no honor among thieves kind of situation and that's like where like them fighting with mjf it was like yeah if you have like 
a group of robbers and then they start fighting amongst each other it's not like half the robbers are now cops like they're not they're <laughs> still know, robbers they're still <laughs> I love wow this is like a logic problem where it's like a like a clever way that like suddenly a robber is just like ah 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 actually because I fought him I'm a cop now <laughs> I'm a cop now that's all it takes so cops and robbers both bad so let's think on that they are both bad so maybe I know I know <laughs> the metaphor well, falls it's hard, eventually. you know, well, when you, we've been when canceled you grew up, when you grew up with some easy little metaphors you could use, and then you have to confront the fact that they don't work, that's rough. You know, it's more a metaphorical <laughs> cop than an actual cop. It's the yeah. cops and robbers of the childhood game, not yeah. the <laughs> real It's just world. like a good, a good person versus a bad person. <laughs> that's right. If you had two bad people. <laughs> well, now we're just saying things. <laughs> I know, this is... Well, I guess metaphors there. are for cowards. <laughs> Our worst episode yet. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, and then uh, Dynamite also culminated in a little turn that uh, I think some of us did see coming, but we can have mm. a conversation about whether we think it worked or not. So, uh, the old Matt, main event. The old main, the old, oh, the showstopper. The showstopper of <laughs> like this week. <laughs> yes, as the showstopper, Matt and Nick Jackson rejoined uh the ranks of the old bullet club and are are back in Mm. with their bad boyfriend kenny omega and his horrible (laughs) cock joke friends (laughs) (laughs) really unpleasant his jerk off friends his jerk jerk off off friends yes that's right and we are using that correctly (laughs) we are yes because it's all they talk about yeah, and it was very dramatic because I was expecting them to do that, but mm. the way it happened I thought was very unexpected because I did not expect Matt Jackson to suddenly in the ring not be able to attack. Yeah, I thought that was, like, really meaning. Like, I thought it was, like, moving, honestly. I thought it worked. Yeah. I mean, I am, like, an easy target. I am willing at any moment <laughs> to be a, a mark, emotionally. Yeah, no, I'm a mark. I'm a, ready to be emotionally manipulated at any moment. But, like, I, I did see that coming but I thought it was going to be like a surprise where all of a sudden Matt was going to like rip off his mask and be like ha 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 I am evil Matt but like the whole thing yeah. where he was like are you okay and like crouched oh, over Kenny's yeah. body I was like oh oh it's I like didn't Matt. expect it to be like Matt's genuine emotional feelings yeah. for ex-best friend Kenny meant that he couldn't and it's really funny too because it's like I don't feel like matches. Like, it's one thing when they attack each other after the match. Like, that's personal. But, like, matches aren't necessarily personal. Like, you can kick people in the face and still be friends with them, right? Like, in an official match. So, it was real. Yeah. And it went on for quite a while. Poor Moxley was like, what the hell I know. Well, I will say I love that it's, like, John Moxley, in his just his usual manner, came to fight like a happy bulldog, was just like, I'm so (laughs) fucking pumped to be out here doing damage. For me, it's not even personal at all. I'm just here to have a good time. Uh, He's at the dog park. He's ready to run. (laughs) And then slowly, he's just like, my fellow, my teammates aren't doing shit. Like, get him, guys. We're having a great time. They're not doing anything. You can pin him. What? (laughs) You can pin him. Please, please. Matt's just staring at him. <laughs> the really condescending way that Moxley picked up Kenny Omega and was like, this is how you beat the shit out of somebody. It was so funny. Like, maybe they've just forgotten <laughs> Guys. <laughs> just, just, this is, look. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then. 
I know. And then it was very, Don Callis was great on commentary again. I really <laughs> loved the animosity. Yeah. Um, well, there, there was, was a one point when he's like, Excalibur, someone said, Don Callis, please get your hand off my back. Like the <laughs> sentence was just in yeah. the middle of saying something else. And I do like, it's because you don't get to see it, and I kind of wish you did, that Don Callis is just like skulking around, sneaking up on the commentary table. <laughs> Very good mental image. They did just a good like, job of conveying oh, no. that. Yeah, yeah, and, and his taunting of Matt at the beginning too, with the like, "I slapped you last week, and I'll slap you." Again. I know, and we got good. a replay of the slap on in a couple of. I think we got one like in BTE maybe, and in uh, at the beginning of Dynamite this week. So it's like they were really going ham. Yeah, on yeah. that on the slap heard round the world. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were very but, proud of that. I know, mm-hmm. and they should have been. It was yeah. cinematic to me <laughs> personally. Uh, <laughs> We also saw, it's like Matt and Nick, there was, I guess there was some more setup on BTE of them just kind of like looking in mirrors and like being like, <laughs> I was the kind of like, you know, like going down to the river and like, you're looking at yourself and then you drop a rock in your face and it's like, what have I become? Like the ripples. <laughs> just some idea. I wish I was on the, Brandon Cutler, get me in there. I could have gone a little further with this actually. Yeah, <laughs> right. And the mirrors were, that was very amateur hour there, really. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't idiot, think it was super idiot funny Brandon Cutler. Them. Which, speaking of Brandon Cutler, it was very oh ridiculous God. that he posted to Instagram and was so like, how did, how did this happen? What? <laughs> like, Brandon Instagram, Cutler, you goaded them into this, His personally. Instagram post is just the funniest picture. Like, I wish we could beam it across with our voices, but it's just the funniest picture of, like, <laughs> he's looking kind of, like, confused. And the Young Bucks, it was, like, during their trios match, and the Young Bucks are making the funniest faces, and then his caption is just an ellipses. I was like, Brandon, <laughs> you basically told them to turn heel. You told them that they weren't cool now that they were nice. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. You caused this. Yeah. yeah. Brandon was like, bully me. And they were like, okay, I guess. <laughs> okay. And then Brandon was like, what? <laughs> I didn't think you guys would listen. <laughs> no one's <laughs> ever listened to Brandon Keller before. Know, which actually, this does, now that we're saying it, I'm like, it is the right characterization of Brandon Keller, I guess. He's, He's doing like, some great character work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, really good stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, and I like, too, that Eddie ran out at the end to try to rescue Mox. Of course, he was vastly outnumbered and did not effectively rescue Mox. still in his little, I don't know what he's in, like a cast or something. Yeah, Yeah, and somebody somebody on Reddit captured, I wish that they had actually put this on Dynamite because I would have laughed, but somebody on Reddit captured, apparently Eddie, after the camera stopped rolling, grabbed the mic and kept talking, and he's lurching around the ring in his cast, yelling, you stupid fucks! <laughs> the lurching is very funny. He just looks like not tough at all. No. <laughs> like, no. He also, and then he was shouting something like, Moxley's not dead yet or something. When yeah. it's like, John Moxley also yeah. is standing there in much better condition than Eddie. Just like, <laughs> yes, yeah. I am not dead. <laughs> Moxley's face was so funny because he was leaning against like a turnbuckle and was like, just looked bored and was like, the kind of vibe where he's like, I really want to leave this party and I can't. My wife keeps saying goodbye to every single person <laughs> Renee, and I need on. to go. <laughs> he's holding Renee's purse. He, he's, the car is running. He's ready to fucking go. But meanwhile, Eddie, Eddie's just, Eddie is lurching around so hard that at one point he gets so excited that he falls over. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> God, I wish that had been on Dynamite because it was so funny. Yeah. Oh my god. Really? Should have gotten it in there. 
I think Leah, you pointed out that people are complaining that the elite storyline is like too referential of New Japan's. Yeah. I've been seeing... And I have seen people saying that like new people won't be able to follow this, but it's like as some new people who don't yeah. know anything, I feel like they're under or they're overestimating how accessible the rest of wrestling is. <laughs> because right. like I felt much more clueless when like Sting walks out and I'm like, I yeah. have no idea who this right. man is. Whereas right. like I can follow this like elite storyline. It's like they used to be friends and now they're not and then they yeah. are. Yeah, I right. agree. I've that seen it's the teen like, soap. I know. <laughs> it, is, like, I, it makes <laughs> sense to me that it's like maybe if you know stuff about New Japan, there are nuances to what's going on that I'm not catching. Yeah, Although I guess I actually sure. don't feel that confident about that either. But uh, <laughs> I will say it's, it's like, yes. possible. Yeah. The gist of it is making sense. And you are right. Uh, it's like there was some comment that one of our friends found on Reddit or something where they were being like, it's just crazy that like, it's like that Matt and... Nick can't decide like if they want to like be on Kenny's team or not first they are then they are then they are then they are I was just like yeah it's like watching the OC like get with it <laughs> yeah of course it's like and Ryan very... keep getting together and breaking up and getting together and breaking up sometimes people have dramatic personal lives and that's what we're watching television for it's, a, it's called representation look it up <laughs> I feel like wrestling fans in a lot of ways are willing to accept that like wrestling is a soap opera like the the phrase that wrestling is a soap opera but then when you get into it and you're like yes it has tropes that soap operas have and it has the same pitfalls that soap operas have they're like no that's not that's not right at all I'm like, not no, my it's, wrestling it's the same it's the same I have Completely as somebody insane. who like got into had, to, had I don't really understand anything about New Japan. I'm having absolutely no problems and so every p- single person I see on Reddit and Twitter that are like if you don't know New Japan, you can't follow this. And I'm like, I've watched TV, TV before. Please don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. It's really like, it's not the least accessible thing no. uh, for a new person at no. all. Like, no. it, it feels like if you don't like it, complain about it for yourself. Don't yeah. worry about me. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. And it's like the, the stuff that is that, that we have even discussed on this show, like, is that emotional arc working or whatever? It doesn't seem to be really be related to New Japan. Like, it's just normal, like, mid-30s men stuff of, like, right. do I miss being a mean young guy? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And, like, oh, these are his... Kenny's been his best friend for 12 years. It's like, well, they said that a bunch on the commentary does, so, like, I don't need to have witnessed the 12 years yeah, of friendship right. in New Japan, you know? Like, yeah. I, I get it. Right. Yeah. I think with my brain, so that's fine. (laughs) 12 years of friendship, check. Okay. (laughs) No problem. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we can move, we can move on from these, from these bad boys of wrestling. I am, I am, I will say I'm excited to, you know, see where we're, where we're going with it. Uh, yeah, still... especially because the Young Bucks were still, like, a little bit reluctant at the end. It's like, they don't yeah. want to beat up Kenny, but they don't want the Good Brothers giving them hugs. So. Yeah, they wouldn't. I, know. I mean, they wouldn't do the too Which sweet would, gesture, so. and right, they only exactly. would do the hug, and, you know. Yeah, but poor yeah. Matt was clearly really going through it. It's like, and, yeah. and Nick was there. <laughs> Nick is just like he's like he's like I get it like you call the shots Matt but I wish you could just call one shot okay we just need one shot buddy I thought we were teaming up with Moxley but if you don't want to like we don't have to just make up your mind yeah <laughs> okay and then uh we had one more exciting event during uh Dynamite which was a little surprise appearance by our favorite boys. 
Uh, and now we have to change that, and we oh, can't call them our sons. Yeah, yeah, they're our children now. Now we have our to favorite boys and yeah. girls. I yeah. was really trying to find a little. It's Orange Cassidy, best friends, and Chris Statlin. <laughs> I'm like, guys, come on, you know this already. You know this. Um, I was trying to like think of something fun to call them collectively, uh, because I boys and alien isn't that good, but boys and girl isn't that good. Not interesting to talk about, really. <laughs> well, I'm working on it. That's We're more of a behind-the-scenes me project, I guess. Uh, I think yeah, the commentators were just calling them best friends as a group, which is a little bit like, well... Come on. Not really, but okay. I do like that it's like Tony Khan shelled out that big money for um, Where Is My Mind? And now that he's just like, he's just like, and that's going to work for all of you, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. Going to get our money's worth on all four of you. Yeah. I got so pumped because I didn't think they were, you know, going to be on this episode at all. And then when the music started playing with Pac out there and the Death Triangle out there, I like was like, what? Yeah. And got so excited. And yeah. it's just like, yeah, that music is working for me. Quick aside about the, the intro. I think last week we we asserted that they had inserted the alien into the intro to uh to signify chris apparently that has always been there that was not new that was <laughs> really always helps. there if you, yeah according to chuck's uh, like to learn yeah and according to chuck's twitter he was like uh that's been there since we started using that intro video and was like oh cool <laughs> This is gonna. That's this is gonna be like when our friend was like, "You can see on the TV when they're live." It's just like I can't <laughs> notice things on the TV. I don't I'm really my use hardest, these. But <laughs> these eyes. I'm juggling a lot while dynamite is happening. But I was yeah. So happy I'm so to see excited them. that they're done with Miro too. Like not that the like the Miro feud was good. It had a great payoff, but it went yeah. on for so long, and yeah. they're of course, only allowed I, am I, to. Am I thrilled for Miro to move on and yes, sexually he also menace deserves it. Other people, yes, of course, yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> and of course we did... all want to see him sexually menace yeah. many people. He won the feud in the sense that I am going to watch whatever he does next with interest. True. Yeah. So that that really worked as a getting us on board situation. Yeah, but so excited for them to get back to like fighting pack and having like a flashback to like over a year ago and. Uh, Orange Cassidy talking first when they came out there. I know. I, shocking. So Very funny exciting. to me when he does that little slow voice. And it's like, <laughs> I don't think it quite works really. In in my opinion, I'm like, it doesn't really add up. But I love that it's like the compromise <laughs> you've had to come up with where you're like, I don't know how this character would talk really <laughs> because he doesn't. <laughs> and we, we know from watching him on Critical Botch that it is very affected. Like that's not yeah. his voice yeah. in any no. way. No. His real voice is much talker. more higher pitched and really a high energy. Like a yeah. little chihuahua. <laughs> <I know. laughs> oh. um, yeah, no, but very funny that he, that he put on that little voice. Uh, yeah, very interested to see them re-pick up this death triangle feud yeah the death triangle feud was before we started watching so yeah i mean i wish yeah. dynamite was like easily uh, accessible like old episodes were easily like accept accessible online and because i would love to like relive it okay well legally <laughs> legally accessible that's again better, that's a better way of putting it yeah. again this pod does not support teacher-student relationships and we don't support pirating i don't think we needed to come back to it <laughs> That's called stands. comedy, Allie. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so I'm sorry I don't want us to get canceled. So sorry. 
No, it was good because, like, I feel like also I knew that he, like, Orange Cassidy had had a thing with Pac. Like, that was his first big match and stuff. But I, like, had no idea who Death Triangle was when I learned that. And so I didn't really know that they were involved. So it was fun to see the little the little clips of them yeah. uh, biting Orange Cassidy's ear, which is very normal they and very cool. so much biting in wrestling, which is, <laughs> like, the one thing that I really feel like I didn't see it coming. I'm not sure that you should be doing it, but I don't mind watching it. But it's questionable it's- to me. It's very visceral. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess they are just all fluid bonded anyway, but <laughs> it just feels a little too intimate. Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. Sorry you don't like my favorite phrase. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Well, any, anyone, anyone have any other highlights from the week they want to hit on? I loved... Okay. I, all right, this is a little bit of a Chris Jericho teal shirt thing, but I loved J.D. Drake's new uh, gear. I thought he looked fantastic. And as I was watching him, I thought to myself, am I weak-willed? Do I have any, like, I, like I, 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 when I watch a man several times a week, suddenly I think, do I love that man? <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know. And it, it turns out it is just basic psychology. They're yeah. there on our TVs. So, yeah, we yeah. unfortunately love them all now. It's, it's real interesting because I feel like also, like, I hadn't realized, like, I knew, like, I love Trent. I had, I had missed him while he was gone, but now that he's back, I'm like, I miss Trent so much. Like, I'm having a real, like, emotional response to it, and it is just, like, some intense bonding to, yeah, people you see all the time. And now that the inner circle's back, too, I'm, like, feeling like I'm so glad to see them again, and it's just, it's weird because I'm I, not... I agree that also with Inner Circle, I was like, I didn't think I liked these men, but I now I love that they're back on my TV, And maybe it's just that it's like I recognize them because there's always like a fair of amount of stuff of people I oh, don't yeah. recognize on the TV. So it's just like I've if I can I've definitely done a little in. substitution thing where I'm just like, I like that guy. And I'm like, no, you know that guy's name. And that's not right. the same thing. You're just excited that you recognize someone. It's not an emotional connection. It's really like I like me for what I knew. Right. Yeah. And again, it's New Japan that's the problem with wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I also liked uh, this week uh, Sting's little bit with Lance Archer and uh, Jake the Snake. Mm. Uh, a name I had to learn this week. All my friends knew it. It turned out it was really embarrassing <laughs> for me. I said, who is that man? Everyone knew the man's name. <laughs> that's fun. I didn't confess this at the time, but I didn't know that that was Jake the Snake either. I knew that Jake okay. the Snake was a person, and I think I might have seen that old man before, but I could not have identified him. And I would have liked a little solidarity in that. I know. And I knew oh, it at know, the time. but you didn't. Okay. <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, this is a, this is a, we'll say this for You were getting really piled on, and I didn't want to jump underneath it. So. You didn't want to get under the pile. Okay. Well, again, we'll discuss this later. Uh, but I thought that was a really funny bit. I like Lance Archer just getting so mad and then Sting just being a full dad and just being like, you do have words. You're a good wrestler. You deserve good things. I agree with you. Yeah, it was. that was like a real weird, like, I liked it, but <laughs> didn't expect it. Uh, yeah, great. Yeah, and I'm I'm curious because this thread has just really been dropped. But is uh, Shaquille O'Neal still lost in Daly's place? Is the question that I yes. keep wondering. I, I, I assume he's just hiding somewhere. I some hope sort of he's closet. I hope he's coming out only to destroy uh, Mike Tyson. And that would be, be yeah. great. Yeah, no, I did not great. understand why Mike Tyson was on my screen. I didn't care for it. No, I guess he's been there before. We weren't here yet. We had to see him <sighs> this time. Didn't like yeah. Him. 
fine. He does seem affiliated with Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. I know. They seem fond likes, of each other. I know. <laughs> has some bad opinions. I know. Chris Jericho yet, likes to give money to bad people. But... But he's just so hunky. Am I right? We all agree. <laughs> <laughs> he does look a lot better with the beard than without. So. Okay, we'll put put Anne on the list of Chris Jericho. Uh... Oh, sure, that counts. Yeah, hell yes. As I said, we're all in it together. <laughs> Drag down with you. Uh, I also liked the um, the Sidals, Sidal, not Sidal, 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 yeah, Sidal, Sidal, Sidal. Uh, I liked the Sidal little promo this week, like mostly because again, didn't recognize either man, and I have seen them before, no. at least one of them. But I was just—I like, know I've seen them man. before, and I've heard their names many times, but I could not have picked them out of a lineup for sure. It was just like, oh, these are some white men that look like they wrestle, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're on my wrestling show, they must. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, right. If they were on TV at some other time, I would not necessarily have known. Yeah. No. If you showed me the Seidel's faces and TH2's faces without their gear, I don't think I could tell any of the four of them apart because they're all TH2. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> the, the ones that look <laughs> oh, like that's... highlighters. They're like the Angelico Gumby bodies. And... Oh, Italian. Yeah, Angelico. <laughs> yeah. Angelico and Jack Evans. Mr. Italy. <laughs> well, I oh, feel the... like I could recognize the tall, skinny one of them, maybe. But yeah, if it was just all their faces, I certainly couldn't tell any of them apart. Um, well, the one thing I was going to say that I, that I was kind of laughing at in the Seidel's little promo was uh, they're really leaning on the fact that it's like, we're brothers and like, we stick together and when you mess with one brother you mess with another like they're kind of like making it like a real thing and I just started counting up how many brother pairs there are at <laughs> AEW and it's so many it's the Jacksons the Sidells the Guns Top Flight the Lucha Brothers I could be missing some you could so Rhodes kind of, and Dustin Rhodes oh god the Rhodeses and so, they they injured a sister pair on Darker Elevation and oh, I'm only they? mentioning this oh. because it tur- their team name is the Sea Stars, and I did not understand the play on words until one of the commentators uh, said stars. it fast and went, and it went, Sea Stars! <laughs> I don't think I get it yet. Sisters, <laughs> say Sea Stars very fast in your head. Sea it's sisters. It's sisters. Oh. Okay. okay. Sure. I don't want to say what I'm about to say. But... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> literally that hadn't occurred to me i was just that excited about the idea that it was like in the sea (laughs) (laughs) ready to be delighted by everything and that's what i love that's how i go through life you know because if i'm not laughing i'm not happy (laughs) that's right this pod is getting very long so we should wrap up but I want, just want to say that Team Taz, we have put Team Taz on the uh, extras list for like three weeks in a row, and we have to just briefly oh, say that their through line of uh, Team Taz is okay, is doing actually completely fine, <laughs> has been very funny, and they're doing a great job. Yeah, unfortunately, I keep kicking them into the extras because I don't, like, you haven't explained that to me at all, and I don't notice it most of the time. <laughs> so, so, I'm always like, that's cool. I don't know about that it is so. it is very much a uh 
there was not a war in Bossing ba- Say kind of thing where like uh, <laughs> like Brian Cage sits in the corner like l- with his arms crossed over his chest looking sullen and Taz is like nothing is wrong here yeah. everyone is very happy to be but here was there an inciting incident yeah I think there was like because there... Brian Cage like was nice to, to sting um, and Ricky yeah. Starks got mad and then uh, Ricky Starks started poking uh, Brian Cage and Brian Cage was like. Uh, sniping back at him and, T- and Taz pops out of nowhere and was like we're actually doing fine and we're doing great and it's not a problem <laughs> and so on every like on commentary on every like moment that they've been on TV like Taz like looks into the camera at some point and goes and as I repeat Team Taz is totally fine Taz is doing fine okay well I'll, I'll make it a point to catch up on, on some of those segments this week and we'll put them at the top of the pod next uh, week unless something really fun happens in which case we won't <laughs> in which case they'll get bumped again and maybe they'll always get bumped i don't know uh, it's gonna pay off at some point i'm sure team taz you'll I'm have sure. your moment you maybe. know uh, here they here tried I'm... to get christian cage to join them and i was a little bit like is team taz really at the level of getting big guys because like when do they wrestle they're actually <laughs> fine so, yeah i think they're at the level <laughs> I heard they're doing great. So I mean, yeah. sure, maybe socially. <laughs> they're doing socially and wrestlingly great. Okay, it's got to stop. It's got to end. I've been Allie. End. I've been Anne. And I've been Leah. And this is Tunnel Talk. Our show is produced by Marjorie Voinovich. Our theme is by Chris Corkin. You can find us on Twitter at Tunnel Talk Pod, I think. And via email, this is actually the one I didn't know, the Twitter I knew. And via email yep. at tunneltalkpod yep. at gmail.com. That's correct. Please. Mm-hmm great really good work from me please rate review and subscribe to us on itunes or wherever you get your podcast and come back next week or don't it's your fault